This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. For now, I'm going to uh, go into a little reminder about the world of Agile, because I know we don't hear it enough and, and some of us don't look at it enough. So I want to give you just the, the, the top of the waves. And for those on, on YouTube as well, the, the, the quick introduction to the world of Agile. Okay. So why are we Agile? Why do we think about Agile? Well, we think about Agile because we need to adapt to change rapidly. It's good to have a plan, but if your plan needs to change you got to be thinking about being agile. So it's, it's not for the strongest, right, of the, of the animals in the kingdom, nor for the most intelligent people, but it's those who are adaptable to change. You look at the extinction, extinction of the animals, it's really those that are unable to adapt. So as humans, we need to be agile. That's really the mindset. And the PMI on page 18 of the Agile Practice Guide they show you where Agile is amongst the different methods. So you've got different methods, as you can see, to manage projects. But in the world of Agile, as you see there at the bottom, we're doing things in frequent small deliveries, and we are also repeating them until they're correct. It's very important that you've got an idea of how Agile is different from the others. So we repeat it until it's correct. We do frequent smaller deliveries. This makes it different from all the other methods. None of the other methods has both repeated to correct and frequent smaller deliveries. Iterative is a single delivery, even though it's repeated to correct. Incremental is performed once, even though you have frequent smaller deliveries, but Agile has both. And that is what distinguishes Agile from the others. Now, going over to the Agile or Waterfall concept, the reason why we choose to work in an Agile fashion is the nature of the project has requirements that are very far away from certainty. In fact, they fall into this space. And we can see that with the development of this COVID vaccine, it definitely falls more into this region. We didn't even know that thing existed until this year or late last year at best. But the companies that have worked on that have done pretty well in going from not knowing about this virus to the point where they're developing software for it, not software, vaccines for it. So developing a vaccine for COVID can be looked at as a very agile concept, a very, very agile concept indeed. But for those of you that work in construction, you find your requirements being close to agreement, close to certainty, you are definitely more in the zone of what we would say is waterfall, but it really is more predictive. So whenever you think of these different concepts, you've got to think about page 18 and you've got, to, you've got to be honest and say, do I understand why I cannot do everything predictive? Do I know why I need to be agile? 
And then you, you need to look at the Stacy complexity model and understand that not every project can be totally agile. In fact, you need to think about projects on this continuum, all right? Some of the projects are going to be closer to certainty and they're going to be predictive, like around here. But that is not to say they couldn't be a little bit agile. They could be somewhere on this continuum. And then you're going to get some projects that are full-blown agile all the way to the right of this continuum. So for your exam, just be ready. Be ready to understand and face the concept of the Agile Manifesto. I talked about this last week. The Agile Manifesto that states individuals and interactions are more important than processes and tools. It's the humans that the project is for. Work in product over comprehensive documentation. Why are we saying work in product is more important? So you could have all the documents in the world, but if your product is not fit for use, if it's not working, if it's not good, what good is that? Customer collaboration is more important over contract negotiation. Negotiating nickel and diamond saying, oh, you need to pay $10 million before we do this. So that needs to happen, but it is not more important than collaborating with the customer to find the best way forward. And responding to change is more important than following the plan. Because as you can see in this time of COVID, responding to change is key. It's key. A lot of the governors who are like, no, we're not going to do that. They're now like, okay, things are becoming very dire. We need to change. <laughs> you you got to change rather than rigidly following a plan. Yes, we have rights and so on. But a lot of governors have thought, okay, we're going to change. Because if we don't respond to change, more and more people are going to die. It's just that simple. You know, I'm not trying to make it political, but that's just it. Now, on top of this agile Agile Manifesto, we have the principles, okay? For your exam, you need to get into the mindset of Agile. What makes us Agile? Give the customer stuff quick. Early and continuous delivery of valuable product. For example, those of you on the call on, on uh, uh, YouTube, you know that earlier on in class today, we were talking about the mock exams. And, and while the mock exams, it could be dangerous, to take some of the mock exams before you're ready. At the same time, it would be dangerous to not get the mock exams early enough. And that's why we made a decision to give folks the mock exams early so that they can get to the mocks early. That is early delivery of a valuable product. So instead of saying, oh, we're not gonna give the customer everything until we get to the end. No, if you can give the customer a little bit, give them some value early, then do it. Number two, welcome changing requirements, even late in development. Yes, because if those requirements need to change as a result of what's happening in the company or even in the world, you need to. You cannot just blindly follow the plan and say, oh, we need to do everything that was listed out. No, Agile moves away from that. Now, there are some projects where you absolutely have to do everything. Like if you're building a, a massive structure, you're not going to say, okay, we can do away with the second floor and let's do the 50th floor. No. So that is why those types of projects are not agile. That's why they're more plan driven. But there's some projects that can be agile and we need to think about changing requirements, even late in development. Number three, deliver working product. Remember working product, that's the measure of success. So working product we want to deliver it frequently, ASAP. What can we give to our client? What can we give to our patient today that will help our patient survive? It's not the vaccine, but what can we give to our patient right now? That needs to be the thinking. 
business people and developers must work together daily throughout the project. So for those of you that might have forgotten in the world of Scrum how things are done, I want to remind you that in the world of Scrum, you are meeting daily. Let me give you a quick reminder of how and where you're meeting daily. Now, I have shown you the Scrum image in the past, how Scrum works, and the mindset that you need to be in, in Scrum, taking a look at that. One of the things that you got to do daily is this daily Scrum. So we meet daily. That's what they're talking about. We meet daily. We meet continuously. It's a risk management mechanism. It's a schedule mechanism. It's an accountability mechanism. So in, in the world of Scrum, we have the 24-hour daily stand-up that we do. And that is underscored when you think about the principles. The principles. So business people and developers must work together daily throughout the project. We must also remember our team has to be motivated for them to do a good job. If our team members are not motivated, they don't have the right environment, they're not going to get it done to the best of their ability. So we need to get the environment right, and then we need to trust our team. Number six, the most efficient and effective method of conveying information to and within a development team is face-to-face. -face. Now, I know we don't have the luxury of doing that during COVID, but nonetheless, where possible, turn on that camera because you're missing, what, 55% of the communication. Remember, body language, body language is 55. So you want to make sure you have as much as, of that as possible. Number seven, work in product is the primary measure of progress. I talked about this earlier. Makes sense. No work in product. Forget it. Number eight, agile processes promote sustainable development. So what do we mean by this? We're talking about having a consistent pace. And we want to maintain that consistent pace indefinitely. And how do we know if we're proceeding at a consistent pace? Well, the answer is you can look at your burn-up charts or burn-down charts. These are mentioned in the PMBOK guide. So it shows the estimated work remaining, but we can also take an account of how many points we've covered over the past number of days. And from that, we can actually compute what our velocity is. So whether you use a burn-up chart or you use a burn-down chart, what I want to keep your eyes on is the fact that we can actually measure certain things in Agile. And one of the things that we can measure, one of the metrics, we can measure our velocity. And that's really why we use the burn-down charts, the burn-up charts, we want, to, we want insights into how much work we're getting done within a sprint. So when you take a look at many of these principles, they actually map back to tangible things that we do in the world of Agile. Let's uh, finish these really quick. So continuous attention to technical excellence and good design enhances agility. That is a no-brainer. For this reason, a lot of people think Agile is just for IT companies. No, it's not. We can also talk about design, even when we're talking about hardware. Number 10, simplicity. The art of maximizing the amount of work not done is essential. So I'll give you a, a practical example of this. I seek to maximize the amount of work that you do not have to do. And that is why I created the PMBOK Guide Mainline video. The mainline cuts out the work that you would have had to do. It maximizes the work that you do not have to do. And that is how we need to think on our projects. How can we, how can we do, how can we present this deliverable such that we don't have to do all this work 
to get to success on our project. The less work, the better, right? You still want a great result, but you don't want to do all that work if you don't have to. Number 11, the best architectures, requirements, and designs emerge from self-organizing teams. If nothing else, I want you to remember that Agile is based on the self-organizing team uh, mantra. This is very different from what is all throughout the PMBOK guide about um, acquire team, <laughs> acquire team, develop team, manage team. No, 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 no. In the world of Agile, the team is not acquired by the project manager. In fact, the project manager does not lord it over anyone on the team and does not acquire the team. The project manager is more like an enabler, a facilitator, a servant leader, if you will. So when we talk about self-organizing teams, it works very differently. These teams organize themselves and they are responsible for the success of the project. Okay, more on that later. You're going to hear from Roy, those of you that haven't, those of you who have, this is probably just reminding you of stuff you've already watched. Uh, number 12, at regular intervals, the team reflects on how to become more effective, then tunes and adjusts its behavior accordingly. So what are we talking about here? What we're talking about here is the retrospective, the retrospective. And in the retrospective, we use the term agile Vegas, because whatever happens in Vegas needs to stay there. In other words, during the retrospective, you're not looking to play the blame game. You're not looking to document, oh, Phil made a, such a stupid mistake here. Uh, let's make sure he never does it again. No, 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 no. What happens in the retrospective right here, the retrospective ceremony, in the retrospective ceremony, we want to close it off to the public. We want to close it off to even sometimes management because we want people to be free to air their views and to talk honestly about what exactly happened and it's not a blame game. It's not to document blame. Very rarely does anything get out of this retrospective ceremony that is not uh, putting the team in good light. So whatever would put team members in bad light, no, nope. that is not our mindset. We really want to focus on the team understanding and internalizing how to do better. All right. And that's pretty much, that's pretty much the summary of the story, my friends. So for your exam, you're going to have agile questions, but I hope that going through a little bit of Scrum um, has helped you uh, recall some of the things to focus on.